Okay, so this week I'm joined by Chris Hefferman. Uh, Chris Hefferman has a couple of apps in the store, Lord of the Rings Quiz and My AdSense. And he's been developing as an indie developer for a few years now. So, Chris, hello. Welcome to the show. Hi, nice to speak to you, Dave. How are you? All good, thank you. So, Chris, can you tell me how you got into app development? Like, what's your superhero origin story? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it's interesting, isn't it? I've heard a lot of these stories before, and some of them always start quite the same. So, I don't know, back when I was an early teenager, I'm sure a lot of people had a a MySpace page, and I kind of dabbled very, very briefly in in kind of, you know, customising my my MySpace page with HTML changes. Um, And that kind of, I suppose, got me quite interested in, in, I suppose, I don't know if people call it coding or not. Uh, there's a, an argument there. But um, yeah, that was kind of like the, the start of getting interested. But I, I always really kind of thought that it was something that was probably unattainable, that you had to be somebody who came from quite a either a mathematical background or a computer science type of background. Yep. And um I suppose that was kind of when I was that sort of age, kind of late teen, that was kind of my thought process. So I never really pursued it to any um, further kind of depth than that. Um, I'd always been an Apple fanboy. Again, I'm sure that's quite common. Um, it's a very expensive hobby. Um, yep. However, I do I do love Apple products. In actual fact, in two days i'm getting my airpod maxes which i'm very very excited about can't wait to get those um but yes so always been very interested with with apple and uh their products so fast forward like i said this was kind of end of my teens but fast forward to 2015 that was when i first kind of thought to myself how how can i create an app you know my my friend and i at the time we had a um an app idea and again i think a lot of people have this kind of oh you know this money making app idea is going to make us you know loads of money and obviously it never materialized but we kind of thought you know we started talking seriously about well how could we learn app development and so in 2015 i um started dabbling a little bit into kind of you know i downloaded xcode on my mac i had i, I bought a few programming books and again i know swift had been out a, about a year at that point um, so I'd bought a, I think, a Swift book, but I'd also bought um, an Objective-C programming book. And I think, again, it was kind of my ignorance at the time of exactly what programming was and, and that there would be all these different languages that I could potentially learn and, and things like that. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really get much further. And again, I suppose one of the reasons primarily being was um, at the end of 2015, my um, my son was born. Now, unfortunately, he was born um, 10 weeks prematurely. And so quite rightly at the time, I kind of put my life on hold yep. because my son was in hospital for kind of six weeks or so. Wow. Uh, my wife was in hospital for a little bit of time as well. And so I really wanted to prioritize looking after the family. Um, I mean, he's he's five years old now. He's, he's amazing. He's doing absolutely brilliantly so um there's been no kind of no long-term effects from that or anything like that yeah so i suppose fast forward again to 2018 um my my wife and i we sorry well she was she's my wife now sorry but in 2018 at the start of 2018 we went to new zealand um and um 
my myself, my uh, my wife and my son, we flew out there and we ended up getting married um, in Hobbiton, uh, the Hobbiton uh, movie awesome. set. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, we didn't go as far as dressing up, up as hobbits, although sometimes I wish that we had. <laughs> um, but it was it was an amazing an amazing experience. And I know, Dave, you you live out there. I'm very yep. very envious. It's a beautiful place. We were we were out there for uh, six weeks. We we hired a, a camper van and we did north to south. It was brilliant. It's it's honestly the best, probably best time of my life. It was fantastic, and the wedding just just topped it off and. Um, I think I'm, I'm very lucky. My wife agreed to marry me in Hobbiton. It's, it was a dream. It was it was beautiful. Um, but anyways, we, we we got married out there. Came back from New Zealand, and I kind of thought I really wanted to um, focus on the next. I suppose the next stage of my life, which was, you know, we've, I've got I've got a child. I've got I've got married. Um, I was in a job, a long term job at the time. Um, and it wasn't really a job I was ever had ever been passionate about. Yeah. Don't get me wrong; I've been with the com- I've been with the company, and still currently am with the company, and I've been with them for a long, long time. But it wasn't it wasn't something I was ever passionate about doing. So I kind of again revisited that thought process of okay, well, I you know I really enjoyed um, dabbling in the app development previously, but didn't really go anywhere with it. Um, love Apple products and and things like that so what could I do to try and pursue that so that's when I think I that's when I first started taking it very very much more seriously I suppose yeah um the first thing I did to kind of do that was um I downloaded the um Swift Playgrounds app on the iPad yeah now for for people who don't know who that don't know what that is it's a um it's an it's an iPad app it's now a Mac app as well um and it, I, I believe it's kind of aimed primarily at children to teach them the very, very basics of coding. I suppose the concepts and, and problem solving it gamifies a lot of the, the 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 problems in the code there. And it's 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 really fun actually. And it, I kind of thought to myself, myself at the time, if I can do this, and if I find this interesting enough and enjoyable enough, then maybe I can then go from there. But I thought I'd, that was kind of a good starting point. That's cool. Anyway, long long story short, with that, I um, I really loved the game. It was fantastic. Um, it, it's really really clever how it's all done. But it, it kind of like I said, because it is quite, uh, it's not simple. But it, I suppose, like I said, it gamifies a lot of the, the problem solving and things like that. It doesn't teach you anything about building apps. It just teaches you a bit about kind of Swift and code and things like that. Yeah. So the next part of the process was really okay. Well, I've enjoyed this. I know that I can do this what would be next and so i then moved on to app apple have got their own curriculum of books um that you can download for free um called everyone can code um and it, they're, they're really really useful because you've kind of got a um the the teaching material but then you've also got the the kind of teachers material as well so as though you were teaching it to a class so it's very useful to kind of use the the the, the first part of that to learn the topic and then you can refer to the teaching material to see if you've understood everything and and one thing that's really really useful as well is at the end of every single chapter you've kind of you can download an xcode playground so a proper i suppose playground this time and it's it's generally just a quiz or some some questions on what you've just learned in that previous chapter yeah um and I, i found that book really 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 useful um I I think I went through it twice. I think I was quite keen to make sure that I solidified the knowledge that I'd 
um, learned in those books. So they were really, really useful. Um, and again, but getting get to the end of that book, although there are some projects in the books, you know, they, they teach you certain things like creating IB outlets and um, some very basic um, kind of games, I suppose, on the um, the projects that are, that are in the books. You kind of then get to a point where you're thinking, okay, well, I, I've learned this and I, uh, from from these books, but but what do I want to do next? Yep. Um, and at that point, I kind of thought, well, I you know, I'd been listening to a lot of uh, podcasts by that point. I was getting really invested in the kind of the the content out there, so the YouTube videos and the podcasts and Twitter. And I think it was a lot of people were saying you can sometimes get trapped in in something uh, like a tutorial trap where yeah. you're just learning tutorials, but you're not really learning how to actually do something. Um, you're just kind of copying. So that was kind of my next intention, which was, okay, well, let me try and build something. Now, again, as I'm sure you've probably guessed, I'm a slight Lord of the Rings fan, <laughs> considering I got married in, yep. in, in uh, Hobbiton. Um, I kind of... The, the first idea for my first app, which was the Lord of the Rings quiz, was I wanted something that I didn't have to think too much about in terms of the the content of the app. Right, so that way, the, the subject area that you were sort of fully immersed in. Ab- absolutely, yeah, because then that went, I, the idea at the time was that way I could really focus on the actual build of, of the um, the app. Now, it also, because I chose a quiz, it also gave me another excuse to sit down and watch the extended editions, which <laughs> I don't need much, <laughs> uh, you know, um, influence to do that. But um, yeah, I sat down and watched the films. Um, and again, I, I, I started writing questions and, and answers for the, for, the, uh, for the quiz that I was going to build. So I, I put together a repository of questions. And then I started building. So that um, app, I think I started building in, I want to say it was around July, August of 2019. Um, sorry, 20, 20, 2018, sorry. Yeah. Um, and then that was pushed. So when I, when I put the app together, the intention was never to write, I want, I want a project that I'm putting on the app store. It was never that. It was... What can I do to, to to teach myself? What can I do to do to learn? It just so happened that it then kind of gradually materialized into this quite fully fleshed app. And again, it was the next stage of that was okay, well, I've made this app. Let's see if I can get it onto the app store. You know, I didn't I didn't understand the process at the, at the time. And to be honest, I was very ignorant of the process at the time, you know, and I know apparently it's got a lot easier. But when I when I did it, I, I didn't even consider the fact that you need a lot of the information that you need when you submit an app to the app store yeah um you know terms and conditions and privacy policies and all this type of stuff you just as somebody who's never done it before i don't i don't think you ever think about Um, it can be quite a process can't it because you've got all the screenshots as well and all of that detail Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Screenshots are an absolute, especially the first time you're doing <laughs> yep. it. It's an absolute nightmare, especially because you've got all the different screen sizes to, to support as well. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a, it was a lot harder than I expected. Um, but again, that's just the, but that was the whole point of the process. That was the point to, to teach myself, um, how that even takes place. And, you know, I was very pleased I, I managed to get that onto the app store in December of 2018, 
Um, and and to be honest, I'm I'm, I'm really proud of it. Um, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's improved con- quite a lot over the last two years or so. Um, but when it first went out, it was very basic. It didn't do any network calls or anything like that. There was no in-app purchases. There was nothing. It was just a completely kind of siloed, insular kind of app. Um, but I mean, since since it's been on the App Store in December of 2018. Um, it's had about 18,000 18, downloads. It's it's really done really well. Um, but the retention of it is quite low, I would say. Um, but again, that's not... Again, the purpose of the app was never to try and get downloads or... or I mean, obviously, that's a byproduct, and I'm very pleased about that. But um, it's it was always just to teach myself and, and, and learn what I could do and what I couldn't do, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so anyways, that, that was the Lord of the Rings quiz. And at that point, again, I then had another decision to make, which was, right, I've made this app. Well, what net, What would then make me more employable? And by this point, I I definitely um, kind of felt and thought to myself that this is something I want to pursue as some sort of career choice. And again, because I knew I was in a job that I, I didn't necessarily was passionate about it was this was definitely something else that i was really really interested in so some so it was pulling you at that point absolutely yeah it was kind of a test at the time to see if that would happen because i didn't want to throw myself into a career or anything like that that i wasn't going to be passionate about because like i said the whole point was trying to find something that i i knew that i would you know that the old i don't want to be cliche or anything but the old saying is if you love your job you don't work a day in your life i think it's just really trying to find that thing um and this was definitely i mean i can i'm sure you probably feel some well sometimes the same way i can't say it's always like this i mean coding can be a pain as well sometimes um but you know you can code for hours and you think it's been like 10 minutes yeah it's just i I find it really really enjoyable yeah like likewise and i think um if you can go from this is fun i'm gonna try and you know take take this learning and build an app and get mm-hmm. all the way through the other side of actually having it in the app store and and still come back for more then yeah. you know you've, you've very much demonstrated that this is something that's pulling you it's where you need to be going absolutely i think like you say even with even with all those frustrations because there are many you still enjoy it and i think overall that's what keeps me going and, and that's the that's the that's again the drive of of making me want to carry on pursuing this this career um and like i said at, at that point i was kind of thinking okay well if i want to do this one thing i haven't done is something that 95% of of apps do these days which is it, some sort of network call some sort of getting data from somewhere that isn't on the phone from the internet pulling it down and then displaying that to the user so i kind of at the time was rattling my brains about well what could I do to produce something like that and then just out of the blue really uh, I suppose an opportunity came up where I have to talk about the Lord of the Rings quiz slightly again just to explain what the next step was so in the Lord of the Rings quiz about six months prior to um, me then thinking about the second app idea yeah I introduced ads adverts to the app now again it was never to make money out of it. It was purely just to understand a bit more about iOS development and try and figure out, you know, how do you, how does somebody actually implement something like this? Um, and so at the time I put the adverts into the app and they were provided. So the adverts are provided by Google AdSense, which is a company that provides adverts. Yep. 
Um, and so at, and then going back six months, the, um, sorry, going forward six months, sorry, um, Google announced that they were depreciating their AdSense iOS app. And again, that was an iOS app that I had on my phone. And it's a very basic app. It essentially tells the user how much money they've made that day, that month, uh, over the course of the lifetime. Um, and you just, you know, it's quite fun to see the pennies rolling in. I say, sorry, I say rolling. <laughs> in. Um, it, they definitely weren't rolling in quickly at all. But, um, you know, it was nice to see the pennies kind of um, coming in. And so I kind of thought to myself, well, okay, Google are depreciating this app. I wonder if there's something that I could put together. Um, I had a quick look online and there was a an AdSense um, management API. So I thought, okay, well, I could I could start there. And essentially that's what I, what I ended up doing. So I created the second app called My AdSense. And again, the intention was never to put it onto the App Store. It was going to originally just be for myself to see to, to to so that I could use it so that I could see how much money I was making for the ads provided in the Lord of the Rings quiz um but again it it became something that I was very um proud of of producing and I thought well actually other people might find it useful too um so again I pushed it onto the app store and um I was worried at the time um in terms of the name of the app and and also what it was doing but yeah i've not had any problem i mean i i looked into it at the time as well and there was no problems with doing that and i've not i mean it's been on the app store now since october 2019 yeah because you've you've got adsense in the name right so that would be the the concern is that google might be be annoyed at that or something yeah that was the concern but um i had a quick you know i had a look online and everything and um there was no there were other apps doing the same thing yeah. so um i just felt also that mine were um mine was more and again i know i'm I'm very biased but i felt mine was quite a bit more polished and and so i wanted to to put it up there so um so yeah so that's been up there since october 2019 again it's 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 done very well it's had ten thousand downloads or just over since then um and yeah i again immensely proud of of, of that one um and that's kind of i suppose brought me to Probably up to the end of last year, I suppose. Yeah. So you've um, you've got two apps in the store. They both mm-hmm. sound like they're doing relatively well in terms of at least in downloads and people engaging with them. And that's that's quite a lot of positive feedback to be getting. So that's that's a good place to be. Um, I'm guessing you were at that point sort of thinking, well, okay, how do I how do I go full time on this? What's this What's this look like? So was that kind of where you were at? Yeah, I think definitely. I think, I mean, even before I'd put out, I, even before I'd put out my AdSense, I was definitely thinking, right, where can I, what can I do to to do this, to do this full time? And I think I'd started at that point to start applying for jobs. In retrospect, that was definitely too soon. Um, but I think also what it also did was provide me a lot of feedback in most cases um, from companies on what I needed to improve on yeah. um, to be able to, to get me there. I think that's one thing, you know, listening to different podcasts, listening to a lot of people on Twitter, you know, these people that you follow, a lot of people do say that it is quite a bit of a numbers game. And, and what, what will happen is when you first start applying for jobs, 
you get you you know you might not get past the first stage okay but after about five or six you might then move on to second stage and, and things like that yeah. so and that's that is generally what has happened um but definitely by the end of last year um i'm definitely i'm now in a position where i'm i believe that i'm ready for an ios developer role it's just a matter of time now and i think that probably leads me on quite nicely to the next part of my i suppose my my story yeah which is that that um that deadline has now become a lot more real for me so for those of you who um maybe followed me on twitter and, and things like that i um my company that i currently work for and and have worked for for 10 plus years or so we're making some big changes at the moment we've just literally last week made a pro- uh, we just implemented a new project that's gone live and it's been kind of 2 years in the making but what that project has done is it's understandably it's making um changes in the company and and sorry in the the team that i work for right um and so there's there's job losses and and things like that so about november i think last year my manager and i had a conversation and although there was a possible job opportunity for me um redundancy was also on the table and after a very very long conversation with with my wife and and also uh, my company, I decided to take the, the redundancy again because of the staying at the company would have been a lot safer. Yeah, um, but it wouldn't necessarily move me in the right direction. My, my wife and I moved um, from where we cur- where we used to live, sorry, sorry, to where we now currently live, which is about an hour and forty drive away. And although we've been working remote for the last twelve months because of COVID, there was never that guarantee that I wouldn't have to go back into the office. Yeah. And having a having a commute like that just wasn't really appealing. And again, just going back to the um, the passion of the job, it was just never something I was ever passionate passionate about. So you've you've got this natural jumping off point sort of coming up in a lot of ways. Like that that's the choice that the uh, the restructure and redundancy has kind of given to you. Absolutely, it's 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 been very timely. And again, I think it's just you know I've got my wife and I live in a house you know a house and we've got children and I think there is that kind of worry and there still is that worry that I will be unemployed from from September um however I'm doing like I like I suppose like I just said I I feel that I am ready for an iOS developer role it's just trying to get my foot in the door to a a company um that might you know because it is a career change my current job is is nothing to do with iOS development and I suppose doing things like this podcast and other things that, which I'll touch on in a, in in a few minutes I suppose um to try and make myself um that much more appealing to potential employers I suppose yeah well, that makes sense and it's um it's interesting we have a lot of people on this show who sort of go the the complete indie route and mm. I think it's it's important to sort of realize that like that's not always achievable to sort of turn into a job right that can be quite an uphill hill battle just building yeah. an entire business up from from scratch as well as learning ios development and everything else you've got you've you've gotten to a stage now where you're building out your your development experience you've got apps in the store um but the choice to go towards full-time employment is absolutely you know a great choice to have Right, you know, rather than necessarily leading fully into being indie and that side of stuff, I think 
this sort of middle ground, if you like, you've got your own apps in the store, but you're looking for full-time employment, doing iOS development elsewhere. I think that can be a really good place to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think, um, I don't think I'm quite ready <laughs> to, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, doing something full-time as an indie dev would be appealing. However, I don't think by, that I would feel quite ready to take that gamble yep. um, on you know, my, I suppose, and mine and my family's, I suppose, future and, and things like that, because it has crossed my mind. Um, but I, I think the two apps that I have got, I, I don't, I mean, potentially could be upscalable, I suppose. But um, yeah, I ran into a problem with AdSense, my AdSense about about nine months ago, the app just stopped working. And this was in production, it just was stopped, stopped working. I was like, oh, you know, what have I done? What, what yep. what's, what's wrong? And I had a look at it got you know got to my mac as soon as possible and had a look at it and um essentially what was happening was that because so the app used to be free um i had maxed my quota on the google adsense api yeah um so too many people were hitting it and i was like oh you know that's a good problem to have <laughs> that i was getting too many hits on the the api however at the same time i was probably get, getting a lot of uh, upset users so what what i ended up doing at the time was um i decided to make the app paid instead of because i wasn't making any money off that app you know yeah. zero money whatsoever i i could have gone down the route of maybe paying for more quota but i think that would have been a cost at the time yeah that i couldn't kind of justify um so so, so you know yeah. easier to flip that switch yeah, absolutely yeah and, and i still get maybe one or two downloads a day now whereas before i was getting 60 to 80 downloads a day so um but you know it generates a little bit of income for me it definitely you know i get i can definitely pay for my developer account yearly from from the app which yep. is kind of all i really need to be honest I, that's all i'm asking for really that's cool and i can certainly appreciate that that kind of risk averseness and that side of things as well, because obviously that's that's been part of my journey as well. I'm full-time employed mm. within iOS development. The indie dream is sort of there, but not always there, and, and mm-hmm. very much a, um, a high-risk kind of thing in terms of thinking about family life and that side of stuff. But the pull, the pull of iOS itself um, and the highs and lows of putting stuff into into the app store that that remains you know and it'd be it would be very hard for me to say goodbye to my side projects i know that much yeah um but yeah you're in this position now you're looking for for ios work uh you're also getting involved in the online ios community right yeah so this this really kind of goes um back to me uh trying to not just bolster my knowledge and learning um i want to give back to the community because i mean i don't need to say this probably but the community is is absolutely amazing um everyone is everyone i've spoke to is just so supportive willing to share knowledge and i've had people dm me with with answers to stuff and i think it's it's always amazing that i can you know if i can give back in some way that i can do that um but again it also makes me hopefully sorry makes me more appealing and employable to to potential employers so yeah so what i've been doing and again like i said i suppose the story took me to kind of end of last year and and where i'm at now is as i'm trying to do as much as i can to 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 
yeah, stuff to add to my to my CV and things. So I suppose the, the types of thing that I've been working on over the last three, four months, um, the first thing I think, I think is, is worth mentioning is, I don't know if anybody knows from last year, but um, Dave Verwer, who's quite, I suppose, um, a prolific iOS member, community member, he puts out a newsletter. Actually, he's just hit his 500th newsletter, actually. He's, his 500th one went out on Friday. Um, anyway, he did a... Uh, not this year, last year, he did an, an iOS developer community survey, yep. which was essentially, um, I think it was about 80-odd questions on how the community felt about the current state of iOS development. And it was completely community-led. Like There was no interaction from any big companies or anything like that. It was just answers from community members. Anyway, um, I was quite interested in those interested in those results from last year and then towards the end of last year I noticed that Dave had put out another newsletter that had said that he wasn't planning to pick it up again the following year so the start of this year essentially would anybody from the community be willing to pick it up um so I put my name forward and so did a few other people and Dave kind of put us all into the kind of a, a an email thread and we got talking and um yeah myself and a couple of other iOS devs um decided to work together on putting the, the community survey out and so we did that at the start of this year and about i think two weeks ago we published the results so we we had around about 1129 i want to say Fantastic. responses which is yeah it's, it's brilliant um we're really chuffed with people with the amount of people that responded to that and it really gives a, a an amazing view of how the community feel about um the state of iOS development. So, um, if you don't, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll send you the link, and it could definitely go in the show notes. Yeah, if that's for sure. Okay with you. Yeah. Um, so that's one of the things I've been doing. And again, I suppose just to, to mention that too, um, one of the things I did last year, which I'm going to be doing again this year for that survey, is writing an article on on the results and and my thoughts on on the results and the state of iOS. And just again to put, I suppose to, to mention too. If anybody else wants to do that, write an, an analysis on the results, please, please, please get in touch with me. I'm, I'm more than happy to, to kind of help facilitate that. So that's that's one thing I've been doing. And then I suppose a strange thing happened in December last year, at the end of last year. Strange um, thing? Yeah. So, well, I suppose that the start of it didn't feel too strange, but the, the, the next part of it definitely does feel very surreal. And I can't really believe I'm doing this. I've been doing it, but... If I just go back slightly, so December at the end, sorry, December last year, um, a guy called Ben Sullivan um, got in touch with me via Twitter. We'd kind of interacted previously a little bit, so some of you may know him as Swifty McSwiftface on Twitter. Um, he'd been the reason I'd been interacting with him previously on and off was just through the the Fireside Swift podcast, which was again one of the other podcasts that I'd listened to quite heavily over the course of my. Uh, journey I suppose and really kept me going when you know at times you're not feeling that you can do do the 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 stuff you're looking at um now he had got in touch with me because he didn't realize I don't think until at that point that I was a fellow Brit um, and he was looking for somebody to mentor so he just kind of said look you know I'm kind of looking to mentor somebody would you be interested and so we had a bit of a chat on on Twitter and um I mean, there was no way I was I was ever going to say no because um, it's just if if somebody reaches out to offer that, I, I think it's 
so you know amazing that they're willing to do that for somebody yeah and you know he's he's been quite upfront as well you know there are aspects of it that he gets out of it too but um definitely i i'm really really appreciative of, of ben offering that anyway um one thing i was aware of as well is that he was or had been um a co-host of the fireside swift podcast on and off over the course of two years or so and it just so happened that Back in May last year, the Fireside Swift podcast had kind of gone on on a bit of a, a hiatus, I suppose. So I just kind of mentioned it in conversation to Ben. I said, oh, you know, does he know what had happened? Because he had talked to these people before, uh, Zach and Steve from the podcast. And um, he said that he knew that Steve still wanted to do the podcast, but he wasn't too sure about uh, Zach anymore. Um, so he said, that, you know, let me get in touch with Steve and I just all I said to Ben at the time was I think all I said was if there's anything I can do to help um please please let me know um fast forward about two three weeks I somehow ended up on a call with myself Ben and Steve who again was an original co-host of the Fireside Swift podcast and we were talking about starting the podcast and I was thinking oh like you know, at this point, I was thinking this, I mean, even talking to Steve was a bit kind of surreal, because <laughs> I'd heard his voice, you know, even when, when listening to you, Dave, I mean, obviously, I've heard your voice in the podcast, and it kind of feels, when you're a listener of a podcast, you kind of feel like you know that person you're listening to, but yeah. obviously, it's not reciprocated, because you can't obviously talk to these, you know, however many people listen to the podcast. So that was kind of surreal. And um, yeah, we just got talking. And I think what fitted quite nicely was that I was in a similar-ish position to Zach was when he first started the Fireside Swift podcast with Steve, which was not currently an iOS developer, but looking to be an iOS developer. And that's one thing that really appealed to me at the time to listen to the Fireside Swift podcast. Um, And so, yeah, long and short of it was that about four weeks later, we recorded our first episode. Zach was there as well, which was amazing because one thing we were very conscious of is we didn't want to tread on Zach's toes in any way he was more than happy to kind of um you know hand the reins over and we've also got somebody else involved too who's from a more of a web development programming background um rather than just specifically swift to try and really kind of round the conversation from not just a swift perspective that sounds really good it's 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 really surreal and even we're recording tomorrow night actually and um even now it's it's just really quite surreal but um i'm really glad i've done it don't get me wrong, um, I would never, if you had told me six months ago that I was doing any sort of podcasting, like let alone, you know, in, recorded with Fireside Swift, but then offering myself, uh, you know, to, to record with yourself, Dave, it, it's just, I would never, I would have thought you were joking. And <laughs> I think it's just going back to, I want to push myself out of my comfort zone. I don't, you know, I, I sometimes struggle with articulating myself and I've worked very hard of, of that over the last However many years, I, I'm a line manager in my current role, so that has definitely helped. But, um, you know, I think anything that I can do to increase my, again, going back to increasing my knowledge um, and also giving back to the community. And I think, you know, one thing that I've definitely had myself from the community is all that support. And, you know, you hear about iOS developer stories, and, and I'm really, really interested to hear about other people's because, it can give you that sometimes you're feeling you can feel really low you can get um you know really kind of um you know feel like you can't do this it can be a lot when you hear about other people 
Absolutely, absolutely. And I think when you hear about other people's stories and how they've struggled but but kept going, um, it can really give somebody else inspiration. And don't get me wrong, I can't. I, I, I even if I do that for one other person, it would be amazing. So that's kind of the overall intention of, of doing that, I suppose. That's fantastic, Chris. It's really awesome to hear your journey and to hear where you're going next. That's that's great stuff. I'm going to link all of the links that you've talked about so far in the show notes. So there'll be a link there to, to Fireside Swift as well um, and, and everything else. Um, but before we go, Chris, um, where can people mm-hmm. find you online? I would say the best place to go is where <laughs> probably wherever everyone, everyone else goes to, uh, Twitter. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter at Heffertron. That's H-E-F-F. E-R-T-R-O-N. Yep. Um, and to be honest, anything else, so like my apps, my portfolio, is all linked from my, my Twitter profile as well. So i definitely start there. Great stuff. Thanks for coming on the show, Chris. Thank you, Dad. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me.